This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome to another episode of Tactical Tuesday. In today's show, John and I are going to be going through some deep stacked live cash hands that he has played in recent memory. John, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Yeah, these hands are going to be, for the most part, significantly deeper than um, most of the online hands that, that I'm playing. And I think that is just like one of the exciting parts about playing live poker. One of the one of the big differences between live and online is that most of the time you're playing online, you're, you're 100 big blinds, somewhere around 100 to 200 big blinds effective, whereas like that would be considered almost shallow stacks for a lot of live games. So interested to see interested uh, interested to hear what your what your feedback is going to be on on some of these much deeper than 100 and 200 big blinds hands yeah and it, it, it's forced right like it, when you play online you could theoretically you know rat hole every time you double up just leave a table wait join another table at 100 big blinds and, and just like reset your stack but live poker you, you can't show up with the intention of, of playing for 10 hours, plan your whole day around going to the casino, show up and double through, and then just like pick your chips up and go home 10 minutes later. You, you essentially have to keep playing. And with that comes if you, you know, ever make money playing poker, if you ever have a winning session in your life, well, you're, you're going to have to play 300, 400, 500 big blinds deep. And that's just the, the nature of the game. And it's one of the reasons why I think live poker is so fun. It creates a more dynamic game where you have to critically think and problem solve in kind of different depth situations in the same way that like tournaments are, but it's like kind of the opposite of tournaments, right? Your, your chip stack in tournaments goes down, but chip stack in, in uh, cash goes up and so like you're forced to play way deeper uh in live cash and then way shallower in live tournaments and my preference as with everything in life you know deeper deeper is better so let's uh go into this first hand you got red kings yeah so this is um we're 5k effective but it's actually 5 10 20 um hands this is actually the first and only hand where the wreck who's technically under the gun decides to put on the 40. So um, I guess we're not actually as, as deep as it initially appeared on the, on the initial screenshot, but this is, is 5, thing. 10, 20, 40. Yep. Yeah. There's another thing about live poker, right? You, you get yourself in a four blind scenario where, uh -huh. you know, you have to make adjustments. So mm -hmm. yeah, 10, uh, 5, 10, 20, 40. We, we got four blinds on the wreck is in the big blind pretty good t timing for them to put the 40 on when yeah. you look down at two red Kings. Yep. So it's even better. Here we go. So low Jack goes ahead and limps in. They're technically, I don't know what position they're, they are actually. Uh, so we have a limp, a 200, you 700. It looks like everybody's, 5k deep it's just me and the me and the hijack for the most part since he's going to be the main villain for this hand all right so hijack low jack folds and the hijack calls tell me what you know about the hijack uh one of the regs at the table definitely a pro beyond that don't have a great sense for um 
even little things like usually when I see another pro at the table, I can kind of get a sense for like, oh, does this guy play online? Like based on sizes and and you know different lines and the, what they decide to do on certain board textures. I I didn't have any sense of that for uh, for this guy yet. Okay, so just a person may as well be anonymous. Yeah, they call the seven hundred, and the flop is tray for seven, all reds. Uh, two diamonds, so not the scariest board that you you could you could see. I guess they do have you know some hands that have uh, like flush draws or double gut shots, ace five suited type hands, and you block a lot of their flush draws with overcards like king queen suited because you have the red kings and the villain checks. I presume mm-hmm. there's fifteen hundred fifteen dollars in the pot. You've got forty three hundred. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you bet here. Uh, so I thought this was like the first just decision point in the hand. Obviously, pre-flop, there isn't much to think about when it goes ISO. I'm just always going to be three betting kings. Um, I actually decided to check back kings here. Um, thought that red king, especially kings with a diamond, aces with a diamond, um, makes some sense as my like check back traps on on the 743 two-tone board. Don't think that this is a board where I would just be see betting my entire range um don't don't think this is a range but range bet board is is basically what i'm saying and so like some of the hands that i check back i think should also be um higher equity hands and i think you know kings with a diamond aces with a diamond hands that really don't need very much protection um maybe you know there are a few hands in there like the ace five suited like you said that um have quite a bit of equity versus our hand uh, versus aces and kings but other than that there um just isn't isn't all that much going on and also think that one of the nice things that happens when we check back ace and kings is that you know we can let hijack either just start bluffing with a hand that wouldn't call a c-bet or maybe they turn top pair with a hand that wouldn't call a c-bet and now either decides to value bet themselves or has a um has a much better reason to bluff catch than they might on seven four three where they have just two over cards or something like that all right i'll buy it and you can check behind and they can realize equity too with like a queen jack suited turn top pair which you know, is always nice, nice possibility. Mm-hmm. They could, you could check back and they could bluff, which is also pretty nice. So mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely can get on board with, with the check. Uh, I, I think like, yeah, the alternative path would, would be to like bet something pretty small. I think, um, I don't necessarily consider this board, uh, like a big bet board specifically because of the preflop positions that are in play here. I, I, like, I don't think there's like tons of equity shifting turn cards, um, mm. so yeah, like I- I'm on board with check would be on board with small bet, probably lesser on board with big bet, but cool. Yeah. I think that last thing that we should add to is that like the SPR is such that like we can easily get stacks and, you know, even sure. with, yeah. even with a check on the street and that's, that's going to be a big part of my consideration too. Like I'm still planning on hopefully stacking this, this villain or getting my stack in somehow. Um, yeah. and that's or- very doable when we have. 4,300 in our stack and the, the pot is 1,500. So you're hopeful to play for turn. all play for all the money, whether, whether you stack villain or villain stacks you, it's just, you're going to play for all of it here. We're going to play a 10 K pot it, mm-hmm. or you're going to do everything in your power to play a 10 K pot. I should say. Mm-hmm. So you check back, you, you check back the flop turn is a deuce of spades and villain bets 800. So they looked down and found the half pot button, uh, which yeah, I think you're probably just going to call. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you don't. Really you don't really think much of the size. 
I don't think it should really be a size. Yeah, so neither do I. I would now think that villain is likelier on the weaker white belt side. That that would be my my inclination. And you know, with the weaker white belt here, I think that they can just be betting a wide variety of hands. It's not necessarily a polarizing bet. I think it, it could be very merged. They could be betting pocket fives here for like you know quote unquote protection against Ace King or you know just whatever whatever rationale that they choose. So I, I think like villain, villain most likely just betting to bet could just have two random overcards, could just have a pair. When you call the turn bet, they will undoubtedly put you on ace king because what else would you check behind with on the flop and then call the turn bet when the board is deuce tray four. So yeah, like I'm definitely on board with calling the turn and then, you know, jamming, you know, trying to fade, the the death rivers uh ace five six and yeah jamming versus check calling versus all in nice yeah that was my plan too i um also in agreement with you about the size i think this was like the first the first real read that i got in this player was seeing this turn size and having the same thought that you did where i was like huh okay this probably is not not the not one of the sizes that i would have uh gone with here so um yeah, maybe Reg lost a little bit of credibility in my eyes. Sure. And I, and I think, like, instead of saying the size that you would have gone with as, as if you're the you're the end-all, be-all sure, sure, um, sure. god of sizing, it, it, the sizing that you... It's a sizing you didn't expect to see yeah. from, you know, a studied uh, brown or black belt player, we, yeah. we should say. So, you call Rivers of Nine of Diamonds, which doesn't really like do anything for me you know they now have flushes but as i mentioned before they can you know we block the flushes they're essentially going to tell us whether or not they have a flush i think by their action on the river so if they check probably just don't have a flush and you just get to jam and you know target their bluff catchers and rep ace king you know and if they jam they probably have some flushes but we're still not folding true true you, you could always they don't jam, you, they, don't they, jam don't they check oh they <laughs> okay so they go ahead and bet 2450 into 3115 any energy reads here both bets both the turn bet and the river bet were very fast not no tanking no hmm what should i should i go here it was just like bam 800 on the turn bam like he announced the 2450 before pushing out the, you know, like he, he had this number in mind almost, it seems like before we even, mm. yeah. Uh, so he said 2450 and then he like cut out the chips and pushed them out. Yeah. I think in that case, I just call the river and don't jam what, for value. How's uh how does all that affect your, your, I your call? I think it's just more, there? a more polarizing action. I, I think like what they're kind of saying is that they have a hand that's like really strong to where they don't need to think about it, or they have a hand that's relatively weak that they don't really need to think about it. And like, I would discount like pocket eights, but I mean, maybe they have like tens or jacks that they, they can overplay here. I think that's potentially possible. Um, that's the big concern for me is just missing out on the jacks and tens value. Yeah. Like 12 combos of value versus, I mean, maybe they have Queens too. Maybe Queens is there like, so 12, 18 combos of value. And then, their sets give him 15 combos only three combos of queen i i thought queens would 
three. Eh, who knows? I mean, I didn't expect this guy to bet 800 on the turn either, but I thought Queens would four bet preflop. Yeah, so it boils down to like how many flushes they have because like maybe they have like sevens, they have nines, uh, and then that's six combos, and then maybe some like ace five. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll call it like nine combos of that. And then how many flushes do they have? Because like if they have six combos of flushes, then, yeah. you know. Ace queen, ace jack, ace 10, ace five of diamonds. Uh, that's four. But yeah. they have to also not jam the river with those two, which is yeah, like yeah. another yeah. interesting component to this. I, I, I'm changing my mind. I, I think I just jam and like the last thousand dollars, if it's, if it's a, if we don't have enough equity, then it's not going to be that ginormous of a mistake. It's going to be a, in this case, you know, too big blind mistake because of the 40 on preflop. It's tough to see a hand better than Kings picking this size instead of just jamming the river, right? I don't presume to think they just don't have flushes because of their villain profile. Like I've just seen enough crazy things coming from this profile that like yeah. it is not surprising when they have a flush here and just don't put all the money in for one reason or another. So gotcha. I, 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 I don't know. Like it's, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be crazy if they had a flush, but the real equation here is realistically like how many flushes do they have? Like how often do they take this line with a flush? Right. That that's, that's the thing that like ultimately matters the most. Mm -hmm. and, and so also, like, we, we didn't talk about it. There's probably some removal from sets due to their instantaneous river bet because the flush completer, I would think, would cause them to think about the situation, like, at least briefly. Like, oh, I have a set of sevens. The flush completed. Should I be afraid of this card type of situation? So, mm -hmm. I don't know. There, there could be some removal there. Uh, but all in all, yeah, like, just stick the thousand in, and if they have a flush, they have a flush. But I think I, I think it's going to be a profitable jam long term. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. To, I was I tanked embarrassingly long in this spot. Like I just, <laughs> just there's so much stuff to think about, and I was just like, oh my god, I, I this is again, this is not one of the sizes I was expecting on the river. Like, how do I decide whether to jam or just just call over the size? Um, and I ended up just I actually just ended up just calling. I didn't actually think about the one of the things that I didn't think about was just like removal to like sets and maybe even hands like ace five, like hands that are straights, um, just snap betting the river. Like I just assumed that those hands would also bet the river. Maybe part of that assumption is that like, I thought that the hijack thought that I would bet most of my flush draws on the flop. And so he now is, you know, a little less concerned that I, I have a flush once the flop goes check, check. Um, I don't really think about what villain thinks as soon as they use the turn size. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think it. about what villain thinks about what I would do. <laughs> like, I, I don't go to that level once villain chooses that turn size because I think most likely they're kind of just playing the hand that's in front of them and playing the situation mm -hmm. in front of them. So, yeah, that 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 kind of, I, I wouldn't prioritize that thought here. It's it would be more so like, can I get called called often enough uh, versus worse hands or not and. You know, like I said, it's only a thousand dollars more. Which, in the big grand scheme of things, there's a forty on, which is twenty five big blinds. So that extra twenty five big blinds, it's only going to be a couple big blinds mistake if it's a mistake. And mm -hmm. there, I think there, the upside is much bigger than the downside. I, I think it could be, you know, 
a 10 big blind plus 10 big blind jam if they're splitting sizes here with their flushes and their sets and their straights. Yep. Yep. And presumably they I mean, we're assuming that they just always put in that last thousand with, with jacks and tens when I, when I do jam. I well, they didn't put in their, that 2450 to fold to another thousand. Let me, let me tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm just thinking about myself and, and hijack shoes. And if I did pick the size with jacks and tens and got jammed on, I would be like very sadly looking at my last thousand fifty in my stack and just, I mean, <laughs> Think about think about how flawed that thought is. Like I know, I know. I'm just... If you would have bet the turn, if you would have chosen the turn size that they did, and then chosen the river size that they did instantaneously, like dude, come on, it's not you, it's them. Uh, so you call. Uh, holy cow, they flopped straight. The we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So they flopped it straight with the five six of hearts. You're really bad at playing these like these big pots against suited connectors with like aces and kings, huh? These live poker hands, man, like, I don't know what, like, I'm sure it's just selection bias where, like, I only remember the ones that, like, hurt like this, but it just feels like this happens so much more, like, these weird ones happen so much more frequently to me than, than they do online. Like, not to, you know, not to bash this guy too much, but I would assume that most online regs would be folding the 6-5 suited um, pre-flop. Sure. The classic high-level thinking uh, thought there that these things happen more live than online live is rigged yeah, well, that, that, just, that's what we're going to go they into the, these hands pre they never happen online yeah. Let, let's go into the break with that thought in mind that live is rigged online that's that's the pure poker that's um, where it's safe that's where it's safe all right stick around coming at you with more gigantic live poker pots stick around the cpg wolves josiah the fact of the matter is i just earn more money playing poker now than I did before becoming a wolf. Elijah. There's a lot that can happen in life and in poker life, and Brad has never given up on me. Jeremiah. My game has improved drastically. I'm not even the same player that I was then. So yeah, transformative for sure. Jack. I think if I'd have to describe my wolf's experience in one word, it would just be growth. Bobby. Everyone's pretty high on how great the coaching is and the sense of community, but I think the retreats are one of the things that I really enjoy the most. Rusty. I'm a much better poker player. I'm a much better person. I'm in shape. I feel good. Being a part of this community, I I wouldn't trade it for anything. (laughs) It's awesome. It's awesome. The WolfTryouts.com. All right. Welcome back. Here we are. Hand number two looks like you're three thousand dollars deep in this one, and four thousand dollars lighter after hand number one. Let's see if you can do better with the queen and a jack. And I, I'm now realizing the faulty error in uh, talking about how lucky you were to have kings the only time the straddle was on because it, it did it didn't end well. <laughs> It's so funny how that is. We're like, I peel the kings and I'm just like, wow, this is, how, how can I be so blessed that like the one time the 40 gets put on, like, I just said, whoa, it went limp and ISO like before me. This is incredible. And then what a dream. I'm walking home like, well, how could the, how do I get, how do I get kings correct the one time the 40 gets put on? Yeah, just walking back, like scratching your head, like, huh. Uh, is, now you see why so many poker players go mad. You know, that's, th- this is, this is the reason. So queen and a jack of different suits i'm guessing that's that's a straddle straddle. yep all right so you're three thousand deep three thousand effective you open to 50 from the cutoff 
the big blind calls, whoa, 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 too fast. The big blind calls, the straddler folds, and here you are at the flop. Probably a good flop for you. 10-9-4, rainbow, open ender, over cards. This is kind of the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me um let me make it even more dreamy. The big blind is a very splashy uh white belt, as you would say. So mm. gets even better. Nice. So a, a spazzy white belt. That's let's see what splashy, it... splashy, not spazzy. He he just calls a lot pre flop and calls a lot post flop. So that's what splashy I, I haven't seen is. him spaz in the sense that he I haven't seen him spaz in the sense that he just like, you know, rips it in or some you know does something where he aggressively puts his money in but he'll like he'll donks pot things of that nature things like that yep he does do that does not does not yeah, <laughs> yeah. or i haven't seen him maybe he does who knows i thought splashy was just like they just put put a bunch of money in the pot in a variety of different ways uh, should, yeah maybe we'll define our terms back at the beginning of the show i don't splashy spazzy maybe they mean the same thing loose 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 passive white belt we'll, all right we'll leave it at that all right, John, with your your terms and language, what are you going to do here on the flop? There's 125 in the pot. You have, as mentioned, open enter with overcards. Probably just going to big bet would be my. Yep, that's what I do. Okay. We're also really deep. And yeah. Yeah. Get more money into the pot. Villain calls, have lots of equity, positional advantage, all good things. On the turn, you have a straight, which significantly upgrades your situation. Uh, turn is a king of diamonds. So king nine, ten, four with the king four of diamonds. You got the nuts, as they say. So, villain, checks. I'm guessing now you're going to be putting more money into the pot. Yeah, bet pretty big on the turn. Definitely want to be... Uh, I think I potted it or close to potted it. Um, yeah, just trying to put as much money in the pot now that I have a really strong hand versus a player that I think is going to be calling a lot. Yeah, I think I would go bigger than pot. Yeah, I think there's there's also an, uh, an argument for overbetting. Yeah. Would have been really excited to like, I mean, maybe this doesn't matter. This is you're, you might say this isn't that big a deal, but like I feel like on the eight, yeah, I would be really happy to overbet, and then on the king, I'm like, eh. What's the difference? Yeah, maybe there isn't maybe there isn't the big enough difference. I mean, there the difference is like villains might be more afraid of the king than the eight, but they're yeah, could like, still going to have like pair plus draw on the turn. Yeah, they're going to have like jack ten, jack nine, queen ten, queen, queen 10, nine that don't even nine. really yeah, yeah. you know Di- doesn't really matter to them whether it's a jack or an eight or a king. Yeah, it's kind of the dream too because the nine and the ten are not diamonds, so they can also have mm-hmm. like ten x yeah. or nine x of diamonds that they can call with. So I think like they just have like a pretty robust calling range on the turn, and a player that's you know splashy in your words. Uh, in my words, Kali, um, just going to do calling because that's kind of kind of their mm-hmm. MO. Mm-hmm. You bet, actually, under pot 250. Mm-hmm. Looking at it, what size do I choose on the turn? Probably like 420. Um, wow, that's big, big. Okay. Or 380. Whatever. I, I would choose a big enough size to where jamming the river is not like a crazy looking thing. Sure. So you bet two fifty. Villain calls. Rivers an ace. Hang on, don't click the don't click the arrow again. Oh, it um, looks like we're stop it here. Yeah. yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So villain's going to find a way to get all in anyway um, on their own. That's what I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we get to this river. The river is an ace. Like my first thought is like, ah, oh, man, like another overcard. Like should this impact my sizing or in any type of way? But before, you know, I'm obviously sitting here very much expecting the villain in the big blind to check. Um, he doesn't check. And he just like stares at the board for like a really, really long time. <laughs> long enough where like the dealer looks at me and I look at the dealer like just eye contact i'm just like making sure like hey is it on me or is it on like i can't i just want to make sure that he hasn't checked yet because i'm pretty sure he hasn't checked. and the dealer's like yeah he hasn't he hasn't checked yet right so now he's like you know now it's been like two minutes and i'm now i'm just like counting his stack i'm like oh my god like how could I, he just river two pair he's just like thinking about like what size to like donk on the river or maybe he has like you know ace jack of diamonds or ace queen like something like that just he's just like trying to decide what size to bet on the river like this is this is amazing like again i'm sort of same spot where I had like kings in the with the forty on. I'm just like I can't believe I'm so lucky that like this guy's thinking about a donk size on the river when I when I have the nuts and all I have to think about is what size I want to raise to now. I'm not even gonna have to worry about a bet size. And he tanks and tanks, tanks and tanks and tanks. I mean, does probably the most unexpected thing. Open folds. <laughs> yeah, he open. You click like the right click arrow. <laughs> oh my god. He looks, at, he looks at the dealer, I look at him, you know, everyone's kind of like, come on, man, like, it's your turn to act. What he on just throws earth? His hand in the muck. Was he, like, psyching himself up to, like, potentially lead and then just, like, back down after two minutes? Like, what's... I have no idea. I couldn't even tell if he knew that the action was on him. Like, he just had, like, the zoned out, like, looking at the, you know, where everyone's, like, not exactly sure whether he knows or not, like... My God, I wish I could have a portal into his mind to know what was going on in there, like what, what was rattling around inside that, that fellow's brain. Wow. What a beating. So <laughs> what, a, what a beating the, these two hands were. This is, <laughs> man. Now, this is a hand you're probably not going to see online very much. Uh, yeah. Open, fold, out of position. Because it asks you, are you sure? You know, you did you ask him like before? You, are are you sure? Like, are you sure you want to open fold? Like, you you, you can just check for free. I'm only gonna give that one big blind. Like, <laughs> Here's twenty dollars, sir. Uh, what, what do you want to do? Oh man, what a well, what a sad ending to this week's Tactical Tuesday. You get stacked and then open folded out of position. When Oof, I have the nuts. Oofta. Oofta. Yeah, when you have the nuts. Uh, so much for dreams. So much for dreams. I guess that's going to do it for this week's episode of Tactical Tuesday. If Ugh. you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. And podcast listeners, subscribe, review, all the things that keep us in business. I don't have anything else for you this week. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.